Hello. This is This One Time at Summer Camp, a podcast about, you guessed it, summer camp. My name is Nicholas Kilp, and I'm joined here today with Peter Davey. Um, honestly, 50-50 in my head, I thought you were going to say ahoy to start off the podcast, or you were <laughs> going to go hello there. Oh, um, man, and I did neither. You did neither. But that's okay. We can, we can fix that in the future. Oh, yes, and of course, we are joined today by our producer, Dante. He's, he's giving us shockers. The Magnificent Dantino. The Magnificent Dantino. Anyway, yeah, so uh, this is a podcast about summer camp. Myself, I've done about five summers of camp across two different summer camps. I've done six years at one summer camp, and then I've done like another two years at a different summer camp in a different country. Started out in America, and then I was also working in Australia. What a filthy place. All right. In this podcast, we're probably going to be talking a lot about the camps that we worked at and some of the things we say might be compromising to said camps and people who work there. So we've got a bit of a solution for that. We have the camp name generator, and we are going to use that to generate a name for the camp that Nick and I both went to. Ooh. All right. I'm going to generate two numbers. Oh, so you've got it to a random number generator. Yes. And the numbers sync up to the names. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. So 29. Lucky number 29. So north. So north. Second number, 20. 20. Blue. (laughs) North Blue Camp? I think that sounds terrible. Camp Blue North. That sounds like uh, Kanye and Jay-Z's kids had a baby. That's what that would be called. <laughs> let, let's go again. No, okay. Theoretically, let, we could maybe get a better name. Okay, let's try this again. Okay. Two, which is Pine. Ooh. Oh, I'm liking this already. All right, so uh, Camp this is going Pine. Good. Number 10, Moose. <laughs> that is good. Camp Pine Moose? I like it. Camp Moose Pine. Camp Moose Pine. The moose is loose. The loose moose. All right, so from uh, henceforth, uh, Pete and I went to Camp Moose Pine. What a, what a wonderful place. So this is our first episode, Pete. Mm. It is the first time we've ever recorded a podcast together. And because it is a first, I thought the best way to start the podcast would be to actually talk about our first day of camp. First impressions, if you will. First impressions of F-I's. camp. FIs. All right, well, my first year of camp, I was 18 years old. I had never traveled alone before. So I got to New York pretty late at night, and I stayed in like a hostel. The first day of camp, I walked from my hostel with all of my shit all the way to the Port Authority bus stop. And if you have never been to the Port Authority, pitch up Moss Eisley Cantina from Star Wars. You've never seen a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, it was a filthy, scary place for me. And just a strange American man approached me and he goes like, Hey man, how you going? And I was like, oh good, you look lost. And you know, I was lost. I had no idea where I was going. This guy clearly knew it. He looked a bit sus, but I was willing to take any help. And I'm like, people are helpful. This man will help me. And so he, you know, he asked where I was heading to and I 
told him and he, he walked with me, he actually like took me to where I was getting. And then he went, hey, so uh, I helped you out. I think it's only fair that you help me out. I want money. Pretty much. <laughs> like, he, he was a scammer. He was, he was scammering me. Oh, I mean, if there's any place where they're going to tax kindness, it's New York City. Oh, honestly, I don't know why I was in New York and I thought this strange man in the Port Authority bus stop was there to just give me a helping hand. And Within the first hour of being at the Port Authority bus terminal, I saw a dude get robbed. Oh, A dude who looked identical to myself. That's how terrifying it was. <laughs> just for the listeners, Pete, how tall are you? 6'4". What would you describe your bone density as? Twice the average person's. So Pete's not a small guy. And he sees a man that looks just like him get robbed. Uh, If I'm not safe, nobody is. I wouldn't be surprised if everybody who has been to Port Authority has a similar story about Port Authority. It's such an infamous place. There's so many things in the media or, you know, like TV shows and stuff where they reference it, right? Like, there's this bit in um, Everybody Hates Chris, and um, he describes it very aptly. Maybe we can uh, stick it in and uh, play it for you now. Okay, I want y'all to be real careful in here. This place is full of pickpockets, pimps, and, and, and murderers, and child molesters, and thieves. That's the Port Authority slogan. Oh, no, don't scare them. Too late. Julius, this place is full of hustlers just trying to prey on innocent people. That is the Port Authority slogan, man. (laughs) It's a a wild place. (laughs) That actually, like, hits it right on the head. Yeah, anyway, you know, I got in line for the bus, and uh, this was going to be a nine-hour bus to get to my camp as well. And I started talking to this guy, Randall. I think he saw my bag tag, and he saw I was, like, Australian. guess he just figured, like, most likely from camp, because why would anyone be going to this place and he introduced me to a man that would uh, become one of my very best friends. And it's not you, Pete. Oh. You can suck a lemon. I'm, I'm heartbroken. He introduced me to a very lovely New Zealander man named, uh, named Nick. Do you think the only reason you click with Nick is because Nick was called Nick? Maybe. I like the sound of my own name. <laughs> we get to camp nine hours later and waiting for us out front was the camp director and the program director, I want to say. Anyway, I'm in this other country. I'm excited. I'm young. I say to the program director, hey, is there going to be a lot of uh, partying here? Like, do people drink much at this summer camp? Turns around, uh, no. There's no drinking at camp. It's about the kids. It's not about having parties and a good time. And I, I, look, I was like, cool, 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 cool. That's, that's sweet. That's sick. That's sick. Right. And then I looked at my, um, my mate Nick, uh, who's from New Zealand. He looks back at me and we just like exchange this look of like, oh God, what are we in for? And that is an example of a bad first impression <laughs> upon the camp director. That is a bad first impression. Because I think we were both expecting, you know, a wet, hot American summer, but not a lot of partying at uh Camp Moose Pine. <clears throat> they uh, take us to our cabins. Pine trees everywhere. Lots of moose everywhere. No. What's the What's the plural for moose? Is it meese? No, it's moose. Okay. Um, and that's when I meet all the crazy characters. Suddenly, I'm surrounded by 
accents I don't recognize from everyone and suddenly I'm the one with an accent. Are you the one with the accent though? I'm from somewhere, right? Everybody's from somewhere. But if I had to pick your accent, I don't think anyone's going classic Aussie. Um, This is really skipping a bit, but (laughs) I went to another summer camp a few years later uh, with our producer and uh, we met an American girl who told Dantino how much she loves his accent. And I was like, what about mine? We're from the same place. And she just said, no, nah, I like the sound of his better. <laughs> so um, for that, Dantino can go suck a lemon. Hey, what, what time of night was it when you got to camp? It was probably like 8 p.m. And I saw fireflies, which we don't have in Australia And it was crazy. Like, my mind was absolutely blown. Like, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I'm in a foreign country, surrounded by foreign people. I've got a plastic mattress. And someone has handed me an armful of bedding and said, like, welcome home. And uh, thus began the next five summers of my life. (laughs) Oh, a beautiful story. I feel like there's so many instances I can think back to, like, my times at camp in America, where you just kind of take a pause and you're like, I'm in a movie right now. <laughs> like you could just shot for shot this, like stick it into a movie and it would just fit, you know, classic American cultural touchstone. Anyway, Peter Davy, tell me about your first day of camp. Oh. Keep in mind, these are the same camp. We both did go to Camp Moose Pine. Camp Moose Pine. Oh, oh what a place. Camp Moose Pine. I remember um, I finished my like last year of high school right and I was like booked into uni it was it was on the cards I was gonna go and I like decided to take a gap year so I could go and do some traveling and kind of halfway through my gap year I was like man I really haven't done any traveling I've just stayed (laughs) in the same town I really ought to get on that at the time I was working as a lifeguard at like an indoor pool and this guy that I worked with he was like oh yo I'm gonna go do Camp America talking all of this and I was like sounds pretty good I'll, I'll look into it I ended up going to a Camp America recruitment fair which is probably a very similar experience for a lot of uh, Brits in particular yeah I didn't get that like I didn't get to have that experience but it sounds weird so like we go to this place called Kensington in London uh, someone told me to get there early and I was like I'm going to get there so early. I was there four hours before doors opened. You are way too keen, mate. I was, yeah. but Before doors opened. Before doors opened. And um, yeah, they they definitely opened when they said they were going to. So I was <laughs> waiting there for a very long time. There was, Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Here's the thing, though. There was maybe like 20 people in front of me by the time I got there. So they'd gotten there even earlier than four hours before. You think any of them like came the night before with their like sleeping bag? <laughs> Some of them might have been homeless people, yeah. They, <laughs> they accidentally went to a summer camp and they were just looking for a place. <laughs> I mean, they, if they go to a summer camp, they'll, uh, they'll give them a roof for at least three months. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the benefits of summer camp. You get three months free, free accommodation, free food. So four hours have gone by. They're just about to let people in. And up marches this like VIP line of people. And I'm like, what? The, I don't know if they paid for something or they had priority application or something. And like a hundred people walked in in front of me, and I was like, oh, that like I was so annoyed and upset. But looking behind me, just before the doors opened, honestly, more more than a thousand for sure. And I'm like, man, am I glad I got there early? 
So we get in and it's like a bit of a scramble. You know, they give you this whole list of different camps and I'd like read through every single one. There's like 140 camps and I'd like checked off like 10. I was like, I- I'm gonna go talk to these camps first. Did you pick um, Camp Moose Pine? Well, here's the thing about Camp Moose Pine is it wasn't located in New York Ooh. where 99% of summer camps appear to be located. Um, and I was like, I'm going to go to this one first because I'm trendy. I want to be unique. So uh, I went to this camp and as we were in line, the mayor of Kensington gets up on stage Ooh. and the fair has like just started. Everybody's buzzing. Everyone's, what a celebrity. Like fighting to, you know, get their spot at summer camp. And this dude is just going on and on. I have no idea what about. And he's just talking and talking. And every, the, the kind of tension in the room is palpable. Everyone's like, shut up. Let me get my job. You have no idea what I've done to get here. Um, eventually he stops talking. By the time I got to Camp Moose Pine, there was already like 10 people in front of me. And I was like, oh. And it, it took a while to like get through the line. And like I said, I'd been a lifeguard right so i get that's a hot commodity yeah i rock up to the desk and i'm like hey how's it going you know my name's peter i'm a lifeguard back home i was wondering if you're looking for any lifeguards and he goes i'm afraid we've actually um hired all the lifeguards we need for summer get out of here my heart dropped through my stomach and i was like oh i've spent a whole hour at this one camp and they don't need a lifeguard and now i'm not going to get a job and then all the other camps are going to be full like my mind was just like running out of control and uh, he goes look we, we've got some other activities here why, why don't you take a look at them i look down at the list i see sailing and i'm like oh i've done a little sailing before he's like cool let me tell you about the camp and he tells me all about the camp and then he's like if you want the job you can like accept now or you can go away talk to some other camps but you know, I can't hold the job for you. I was like, give me the job. Give me the job right now. <laughs> I want it. I feel like that is a tease. Oh, like this is mind games. You is know? there people behind you in the line too? I actually remember the person in front of me and the person behind me who both ended up working at the camp with me. Mm. The person in front of me was the person who took the last lifeguarding spot. <laughs> so... You know, I, I go and do all that and, you know, I, I fly out to America. The first international travel, the first flight I've ever taken on my own. You know, it's a big step as like an 18-year-old kid. And I have eight hours to kill before my nine-hour bus. Wait, you were in the Port Authority eight hours early? Eight hours early. You know, I feel like that's probably when you started growing facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> all the all the toxic fumes. Um <laughs> For context, this is Nick's second summer at Camp Moose Pine now, and this is my first summer. So, you know, he's a seasoned vet. We'd figured out on the Facebook group that he was going to get the same bus that I was, so we'd kind of sent a message to each other, and that was it. I (coughs) vaguely knew what he looked like from his profile pic. So I wait eight hours, and then who do I see? But you, Nick. And after being on my own in a scary place for that long, so nice to meet someone like I didn't even know you but I was aware of your existence prior to this trip and we get on the bus and we have a nice time and we chat and by the time we arrive at camp it's 3 a.m because it's been nine hours on the bus nine hours so nine long. hours um I mean 
getting to camp as well, like it's it's a really weird experience just meeting that many people at once and everyone being so friendly. Like no one wants to be the guy that gets to camp and is just a huge bag of dicks. Camp people, 99% of the time, are the nicest people in the world. Yeah, so I mean, really when you get to camp, I mean, most of the time they don't mess around. You get straight into it like... They just sort of jump straight into training and training kind of goes from this like fun thing where you're doing like magic shoes and like, you know, you're blindfolded and doing all these like team activities and like bonding. And then a few days in, they've got someone who's come in from outside of camp just to talk about like sexual assault or some shit like. Those are the most harrowing videos. I mean, for good reason. They kind of should be. But those are the most terrifying videos oh you've ever seen God. in your life. They'll start with a video being like, Here's Sally. She's This is her first summer at camp. She wants to go and play by the soccer goals. She starts swinging on them, and it falls over and decapitates her. And you're like, oh, <laughs> like that's the warm-up. That's the intro. Like, child beheadment. <laughs> is beheadment a word? I just made it up, but... um, I get what you meant. I mean, it's a weird thing, because, like, you know, it's a very serious job. You know, you're responsible for the lives of children, but you're also there to just kind of fuck around and have the time of your life. So there is kind of a bit of a weird mix of that in the first training portion of camp. You know, you'll have a day where they're teaching you how to make bracelets or whatever, and then the next day they're, like, teaching you how to, like, reattach a leg. Yeah. Both equally valid. I mean, I did have to make a lot more bracelets than I did leg reattachments. <laughs> One so. time I reattached a leg with a bracelet. I mean, what kind of knot you use for that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know about the knot, but I used the colours I picked. I used the purple and green. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you don't want it to blend in too much. No, no, no. <laughs> um, anyway, I think uh, we're going to take a short break and then we're going to be back. first like big memories i have from summer camp is like the first week that kids arrived i was sitting on like this dining table and this kid across from me is crying you know i'm low-key freaking out because i'm like oh, i've got to got to try and cheer this kid up and i make the fatal error of leaning across to talk to her because Ooh, that means trouble i had a rice krispies treat in my hand and i took a bite and fucking nick walks past me and he starts shouting nick what did you say well okay so just a bit of backstory at our camp if you have your elbows on the table while you are eating you can call that person out and if you catch that person out you've got to make them sing a song so i see pete with this rice crispy in his mouth elbow on the table and uh i look you dead in the eyes and just hit you with the old pete pete strong and able get your elbows off the table and it goes on like that but 
it felt like you just like stabbed me or something. <laughs> this this kid, she was real scared about like doing the talent show on Friday and you know getting up and singing in front of everyone. I was like, Nick, how could you? This kid's crying. You're gonna make her feel worse. How could you do this? And I was just really upset because I've been called out and now I had to stand up and sing in front of everyone, like 300 people in this dining hall. You know, I'm from England. We don't <laughs> display emotions. We don't put ourselves out there. We, we stay quiet and reserved. So I got handed this microphone. I had to stand up on this chair. I'm just looking at this sea of people. And the dude who was my boys head counselor, he was like in charge of looking out for all the boys. I just kind of make eye contact with him. He just gives me a little nod. And I was like, yeah, I can do this. And I started singing Jason Mraz, I'm Yours. What a terrible song. It was popular at the time. <laughs> it was everywhere at the time. This was 2013. And, you know, kid-friendly too. So I started singing that. I do maybe 10 seconds, everyone joins in, and then, you know, I get to sit back down. And that was the first time I feel like I've ever put myself out there. And that is really what camp is all about, putting yourself out there and, you know, you pretend to be confident long enough. <laughs> you, you actually become confident. I mean, yeah, I think that is one of the big things about camp is it takes you completely out of your comfort zone. When am I ever going to have 300 people listen to what I have to say again? Like never. Never. I barely listen to you. <laughs> Hopefully someone listens to this because... <laughs> oh, man. I mean, if we get 301 listens to this, I mean, you've done it. Broken the all-time record. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, so... We're going to do a bit of a lightning round. First impressions. First impressions, lightning round. So I want to hit you with first impressions, American summer camp food. Go. Man, as unhealthy as you think American food can be, it probably is that unhealthy. It is. It is. We had this uh, actually like crazy summer where the food director was like, it's going to be all good food. And like... What he really meant was, it's all going to be turkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Replace every meat with turkey, and that's basically what he did. Quick round, Pete. Accents. I feel like my accent changes so much based on where I go. If you don't say certain words to the kids in America, they just won't listen to you. If you say, oh, go put that rubbish in the bin, they're not going to do it. They haven't, it's like you're speaking a second language to them. You have to say... Hey, man, can you go put the trash in the trash can? And then they'll do it. My first week of camp, I told all of my American 10-year-old camper boys... Oh, I know where this is going. ...to put their thongs on. Yep, that's, uh, that's a red flag right there. Ooh, so in, in Australia, thongs are flip-flops. In America... Thongs are ladies' um, underwear, the kind that go right up your bum. Oh, same in England. So, <laughs> so I, t I told 10 10-year-old boys to put some G-strings on because we're going to the beach. <laughs> booked a flight back home immediately. <laughs> um, this is catharsis. The first two years I did camp, I came home and I would spend the whole rest of the year just talking to everyone any chance I got, any story I could about camp. I think one of my favourite pastimes is talking about camp. Whenever you meet someone who's 
been to a camp before, you just automatically have this kind of connection and you're like, yes, they get it. They understand the way that I feel as opposed to when you talk to your random friends from back home who haven't been to camp and they're like, oh, this one time at band camp, which is part of the reason why we called our podcast this one time at summer camp because that is all we get. Every single time I tell someone about camp or I start telling a story about camp, they go, this one time at band camp. And it took me a couple of years to work out that people who haven't been to camp don't give an, a single fuck. They're just trying to be polite most of the time. They are just definitely being polite. Nick and I have told each other the same stories so many times. But I think the thing I particularly love is meeting someone new, hearing about their camp, what it was like, the stories that went on there. And if you guys have any stories or topics or just like anything you kind of want to say to us or you want to hear us talk about or yeah. you want to tell us one of your stories, you can reach us at this one time at summercamppod at gmail.com. Send us an email. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Especially if anyone has any stories about the New York Port Authority bus stop, even if you've never been to camp, I want to hear them because I'm convinced it is the worst place on earth. Who else got mugged there? Because I'm sure some of you did. Ah, surely. What a scum pit. What a a pile of garbage. Alrighty, thank you for listening to our first episode. Uh, I do apologise if it's a bit rough, you know. It's our first time making podcasts about camp. Still finding our feet, you know. Um, I found both of them, though. They were located under the table. That's good. That was a terrible joke. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so if you enjoyed the podcast or you found any of it sort of relatable, um, tune in next week because I guess the format of this is just going to be we're going to pick a topic related to camp and we're going to break it down, you know? Sometimes it will be that. Sometimes we might even invite a guest on to talk about it. Uh, But for now, that is... All we've got on our first impressions of camp. Day is done. Gone the sun. No, we can't do that. Good night. All right, catch you next time.